Welcome to the Thrive Church Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this message today. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, so good to have you uh, with us here today. Uh, How about you just turn to the person right next to you and just say, hey, I'm so happy to be sharing my bubble with you. And... um, if you're on your own, you know, it's so cool for us to be able to be sharing our virtual bubble with uh, you here this morning. I just want to jump straight into the Word of God. This is uh, from the Gospel of John, chapter 7, and it says this in verse 37. Jesus stood and shouted out to the crowds, All you thirsty ones, come to me, come to me and drink. Uh, believe in me so that the rivers of living water will burst from within you flowing from your inmost being, just like the scripture says. And then it says in verse 39, Jesus was prophesying about the Holy Spirit that believers were being prepared to receive. You know, when I was about 10 years old, uh, we would often go on holiday up in the Nelson area and with my family and my grandparents lived on a hill surrounded with beautiful native uh, New Zealand bush. And every day, it was just about every day, we'd go out exploring for hours and we'd call this going on a mish. And uh, we'd go through native bush, we'd build fern huts and and, uh, in punga groves and we'd um, go tubing down the the Rewalker River. And then one day, um, I remember we were returning from a mish and I was super thirsty, um, like staggering down the road thirsty, kind of really, really dry. And I came across across this... um, Bucket at uh, this, sorry, this uh, this uh, packet of uh, just juice, and, and I couldn't believe that it was just there, uh, waiting for me on the side of the road, and and so my ten year old. Uh, brain just gets really excited, and and, and I'm visualizing these uh, Just Juice ads that I've seen on, on TV, and so I pick up the container, and it's like half full, and so I just tip my head back, just pour this amazing, you know, like I'm thinking this is going to be an amazing liquid down my throat, and then immediately I knew I was in trouble when like this warm, congealed liquid made its way down my throat, and uh, it was really gross, uh, just saying, and, and, and from that moment on, I had a whole new kind of respect for what fridges uh, did. Uh, you know, Jesus said this, he said, everyone who's thirsty, come to me and drink. Come and connect with living water. Come to me so that you can experience what it is to be fully alive, so that your hope would come to life, so that your faith would be alive, uh, so that your peace would have, you know, have a heartbeat. And and today, I just want to give you like three ways to stay refreshed in pure hope. It says this in Proverbs four twenty three: Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. You know, our physical uh, heart, it's very much the epicenter of, of our bodies and, and it sends, you know, life to every single part of us. And, and, and we can guard our physical health by eating well and, and exercising. Uh, but here the scripture is actually talking about our spiritual heart. And, and the Hebrew translation for this word heart here is describing the word as our understanding, our mind, our reflection, our memory. And it goes on to say that our heart is is the seat of our appetites. That it's the seat of our emotions and passions. And then lastly, it's the seat of our courage. 
And so at this time, we just so believe that it's essentially important to guard what flows into our heart. And so the first thing I want to give you today to stay refreshed in pure hope is to make sure that we're checking the filter. You know, we need to guard what we filter is coming into our heart. And so we're just going to jump to the book of Job. Uh, This is an Old Testament book, and it says this. Job wrote this in Job uh, 3.25. He says, For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. See, Job had been considering worst-case scenarios a long time before they actually happened. And if you haven't heard about Job, he, he was this guy, he was incredibly successful in business. He had a really successful family life as well. Uh, but the enemy came in and pretty much destroyed his life um, and everything that he loved. And, and But the book ends, with, ends happily, and, and God actually restored everything back to him and everything that he had lost. But, you know, it was before the disaster had even come his way that, you know, this was in the good times of his life that his own confession tells us that he had been meditating on something that he greatly feared. And the Hebrew, if we look into the Hebrew of this verse, actually just two words, it says, for the thing that I greatly feared comes, it will come upon me. And the, that word thing there, uh, in his confession, it's a, the object of dread. And then the word fear, the meaning for that is great dread. So it's sort of like it's escalating here. His imagination is magnifying his fear and you know, whatever we focus on, essentially it becomes magnified to us. And um, like, I'm not saying that all fear is bad because actually healthy fear prevents us from crossing the road in heavy traffic. Traffic, You know, it's natural to not want to die. Uh, but Job's statement reveals to us that he had a significant undercurrent of fear running through his life. And, and he had been meditating on these worst case scenarios. And you know, living with a constant foreboding sense of fear and, and dreading the worst thing happen, uh, you know, that could happen to our lives is actually completely opposed to what God the Father, you know, is considering over our lives. It's completely opposite to what He's dreaming about your life uh, today. Um, you know, in, in the book of First John in chapter 4, it says, Perfect love casts out all fear. And, you know, there, there's real evidence that the, the spirit of fear actually may need to be flushed out of our, our lives uh, if we have this sense of foreboding, this, this kind of consideration that something bad is going to happen to us, even when life's going well, that something bad could just happen to me at any moment and I'm about to suffer loss or something like that. Many of you... Uh, from our Thrive Church family, we'll know our dear friends, Chris and Ruth Diath. And they have a child who has cystic fibrosis. And for many years, they have contended against this fear of sickness and of viruses coming into their family and into their home. And, and they've stood actually against this foreboding spirit of death. Uh, like no other family, uh, you know, that I've known, that I've, I've seen them just stand, stand so strong at these times. And at, at one point, just in the last year, their daughter 
their daughter's lung function actually dropped down to about 46%. And that's really serious. And they, they sought medical, medical um, intervention, um, but they also just prayed fervently. And Chris said that during this time, they had to contend to keep their perspective engaged in hope. And he said, you know, it was normally at about 3 a.m., like in the middle of the night when God would wake them up so that they would stand and that they would pray for her. And now her lung function has gone right back up to 86%. And that's awesome. That's really amazing. And But Chris said that, you know, the easiest option for them was to look at the latest report, like a bad report on her health, and then pray out of fear from a posture of fear, but these guys have just guarded their hearts by refusing to let their prayers be governed by fear. Do you know that when we look at our circumstances through the filter or the lens of hope uh, that we have in Christ, we can see that the challenges we face in life through His perspective, and not just through the reports that come to us. In 2 Corinthians Chapter 10, verse 3, it says this, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. And this is talking about our mind. This is talking about our inner world. It says in verse 5, We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing that raises up against the, the knowledge of God And we're taking captive every thought and making it obedient to Christ. In the Passion Translation, in verse 5, it says this. It says, we can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bows in obedience to the Anointed One. This is pretty intense language. This is like battle-ready kind of language. But but actually, the Bible urges us to be assertive and to destroy, to go after strongholds of our mind, to, to capture and to demolish whatever attempts to come in and compromise the connection that we have with the love of God and what it means to live from a platform of hope. You know, if you've ever managed a swimming pool over over summer, you'll know that there's this battle for dominance that's waged between nature and humans. You know, that, that like the humans, we're, we're trying to do our very best to keep the water balanced with chlorine, and then the environment is doing what it can to convert it into a frog pond. And I'd have to say, if you saw our swimming pool right now, you would know that nature is winning. It's like there's this conglomeration of decomposing leaves, mosquito lava, you know, moths, the odd dead bird perhaps. And, and you know, no amount of chlorine can actually save that pool now. It just needs to be flushed. You know, the second way to keep our hope fresh and alive is to flush the system. The Passion Translation says it this way. It says, we capture like prisoners of war every thought and and insist that it bow in obedience to Christ. And so I want to encourage you this morning today to, to flush the speculations about how good and present God is in your world. 
Bill Johnson, uh, he says this. He says, I can't afford to have a thought in my head that God doesn't already have about me. You know, hopelessness and fear have no place in a culture of freedom. Uh, A few months ago, when uh, we were on the brink of 2020, uh, I just remember wrestling personally with some thoughts about, you know, how you can just be thinking, do I have what it takes to win in life this year? And and maybe it was some insecurities just trying to, you know, just get on top of me. And and I went away for a a three-day retreat. I, I unplugged from all my responsibilities and routine, and I intentionally plugged myself, engaged into the presence of God. And and over this time, the Holy Spirit reminded me about one of my favorite passages of Scripture. And I want to just read a verse here from um, Colossians chapter 1. It says this in verse 17, He, talking about Christ, is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. And He is the head of the body, the church that is the beginning and the firstborn among the dead so that in everything he might have the supremacy. You know, Christ is actually the ultimate source of hope that we have. And if we actually don't have him or know him as our source of hope, we can just end up swimming in the backwash of our circumstances. It says, in him all things hold together. This is some seriously good news. You know, I just want to let you know that if if he's holding all things together, our lives have a divine touch with a divine bond. And even when it it feels like things, you know, are, are perhaps falling apart, I want to tell you that Christ is holding your world together. It, it, this is saying that he alone is the most powerful influencer on this planet. He, he's more influential than viruses, than financial forecasts, uh, even than the media. Because, you know, when we're in Christ, we, like, we need to understand that the fibers of his great strength are actually within the core of our very being. We can actually know his presence and know him and know what he, uh, who he is in, in our very heart. You know, if he's resilient, then I'm resilient. If he is optimistic, then I can be full of hope and optimism. I want to read this to you, and then I think we should tell ourselves this. It says, because I have the wisdom of heaven flowing in my life, I carry divine solutions for the challenges ahead of me. How about you say this after me? Because I have the wisdom of heaven flowing in my life. I carry divine solutions for the challenges ahead of me. You know, I am strong in my identity as a leader and as a parent. I have an awesome personality. Maybe you just need to tell yourself that today, that you have an awesome personality, that I have great strength. Maybe just that's something for you today. If you're feeling weak, it's a great declaration. In Christ, we have great strength. You know, with the Holy Spirit flowing through our very core, you know, I have all the love, all the joy, all the peace, and all the patience that I need to win in life. And, you know, I'm not saying that, man, that that we're not going to have a bad day. I, I certainly have bad days, but he alone is the very epicenter of who we are, the place of our security, 
the place of our strength, the place of our trust. And 1 John 4, as I was saying before, it says, you know, that, 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 that Christ, that, he, that his perfect love casts out fear. And, and this is in everything in our world. That every part of Christ needs, uh, every part of our lives needs to know the love of Christ so that he can have supremacy. That he can come out on top even when we face all kinds of trials. But do you know, for Christ to have supremacy in our world, we've got to, be, we've got to give him permission to be the source of life, to be our source of hope. And do you know that just believing in God doesn't actually qualify us for connection with God the Father? You know, it's kind of like standing on the bank of the river and, and observing that, you know, from a distance that, that there's water and, and it's wet. But, you know, to have fresh hope in our lives, we've got to know what it means to actually jump in the river. We've got to know what it means to drink from the source of life. Jesus said this, remember these words from John 7, believe in me so that rivers of living water will burst out from within you, flowing from your inmost being. You know, believing in him, it just means putting our hope and our trust in him. It even means, you know, saying, I don't fully understand everything, but I want to just place my life in your hands. It's our belief that connects us to him. I want to encourage you today deeply that, that he is actually holding everything together in your life. He is the perfect source of hope and of strength. And, and maybe you don't know what it means to actually have Jesus in your heart, to, to know that real strength as him as your source in life. And I just want to give you an opportunity right now just to invite his goodness into your world. And I'd love it if you were to pray with me this morning. And maybe if you want to respond now, you could just close your eyes, just bow your head, maybe put your hand on your heart. And we're just going to say this prayer together at this time. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. Jesus, I believe that you rose to life. I believe that you have set me free. And I believe that in you, I am a new creation. Thank you, Jesus. And I just pray for everyone else who's listening this, this morning today that you would fill them with just unreasonable hope today. God, that we would have such a sense of your presence around our lives and that you would remove those things, God, that you would flush those things out of our system. We, we surrender any fear in our hearts, any despair and hopelessness, and we receive from you a great new picture and perspective of hope in our lives today. We just give you thanks, Holy Spirit, for your goodness in our lives. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to the Thrive Church weekly podcast. Stay up to date with everything that is happening by following us on social media.